It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast. Time for the Drive Brew Ha Ha with Herlinda Harris. Cheers. And our guest today, Lauren Price, co-owner and brewer of Mindscape Fermentations in Rockland, California. And Sean Paxton, better known as the Home Brew Chef. Welcome, guests. Thank Howdy. you. The Drive Brew Ha Ha is brought to you, of course, by the fine folks of the Russian River Brewing Company. And Herlinda? The Epicenter Victory House, of course. Correct. The and World Brew, uh, the World Cup, the Soccer Cup is coming up pretty soon. And they are going to be doing some soccer games there. Kind of early in the morning, but worth it. They've I got think. the TVs to show them. Yeah, you know what? Beer has cereals in it, so drinking beer at 5 a.m. is okay with me. <laughs> yeah. And it'll yeah. rest out. Yeah, yeah it's got malts. Like Nobody's a, arguing about that in <laughs> the studio right now. Again, the Bruja brought to you by the Russian River Brewery and the Victory House at the Poppy Bank Epicenter. So, Herlinda, who is here? Oh, my God. I am, like, beyond delirious to have Mindscape Fermentations, and Lauren's here. She's one of three women that uh, founded Mindscape Fermentations. And the coolest thing is that they're not just doing beer, but they're doing all things fermented. So kombuchas, mustards, kimchi, sauerkraut, all kinds of things. I just had a great conversation with her. We had a, had a beer um, over at Russian River and some wings a little while ago and got a little bit more of their history. So that was that's super exciting. And uh, Judy Jane Ashworth actually is the one who connected us, and she's a pioneer as well. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Sean Paxson, the homebrew chef, who was actually one of my instructors when I was uh, doing the uh, craft beer program at oh, Sedona yeah. State University. And he'd come in and teach cooking with beer, which we haven't gotten to do for a little while with COVID, but got to have him in the studio finally. And he has had the number one turkey recipe for Thanksgiving. Beer brine turkey. Yes, yes, and it has beer in it. Beer so. turkey is thirsty, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice way to connect it to the theme yeah. of the show. Always. Uh, let's start with Lauren. Lauren, Mindscape Fermentations. Tell us about it. Sure. Um, it's three women that got together and kind of wanted to create a concept that united fermentation across pretty much all cultures. So we do beer and seltzer and kombucha, and then we also do, like, Herlinda was saying we do sauerkraut and kimchi and mustards, pretty much anything that we can ferment, we do. Um, and we do that so that we can bring in micro, you know, use the microcultures to kind of perpetuate macrocultures, macro meaning that, you know, anybody can come in and find something that they can enjoy. So. Your title, by the way, on your website is Microbe Manager. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the only thing I want to manage. Billions but. and billions. <laughs> billions exactly. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I mean, we have this relationship with the microbes, and uh, it's such a fun relationship because they teach us how to act on, you know, interpersonal relationships and, um, <laughs> you know, just kind of, they, they, to me, it's just like how much harmony can you create in that space and how much can you uh, relay that to your, your actual life. So um, I, the, pretty much the only thing I want to manage is that. But How long has Mindscape Fermentations been around and how did you end up in Rockland? Oh, but we're coming right into six months. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're a newborn You're baby, new. really. Yeah. yeah. Little guys, but um, Rockland, honestly, my business partner, Lauren, uh, when we were coming into, uh, when we were starting to build out the, the business plan, <clears throat> she was like, I want to be somewhere that's got a lot of parking. I really don't want a lot of do a lot of distribution. I want it to be close to interstate, 
So the place that we found is right right off of Highway 80. It's literally you just pretty much jump off the interstate and right into our into our backyard there. So yeah, so you're on pretty the, awesome. like, the, like the end of Sacramento on your way heading yeah. towards Reno area. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you actually got your you did the master brewer program over at UC Davis, right? I, I sure did. Yeah, uh, great program. I mean, it's a it's a great space to kind of get your feet wet if you're trying to to learn. You know, um, a lot of theoretical knowledge, and then that theoretical knowledge became practical knowledge you know as you start to get into the into the systems so um, I met so many cool people I networked so much uh, it was a time when um, Charlie Bam- Bamforth and uh, Michael Lewis foam. yeah and Michael Lewis was still teaching so and uh, Tom Shellhammer so I had a lot of the OGs and it was it was an awesome program for that you were really lucky but you're originally from Alabama right I am from Alabama yeah wow. Well, I was born in Florida, hence the lack of accent, but um, <laughs> I um, I spent pretty much all my formative years in Alabama, so I left when I was 29, and I'm 38 now, but uh, you get me a little drunk, you probably definitely will get the y'alls and hee-haws and all the rest of that I think stuff. we all get that way sometimes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, what did you bring uh, with you today for us to try? I, well, I brought you guys a pale ale, so it's called Alligator Teeth, and then I also oh. brought you a, um, a kombucha with uh, cotton candy grapes, so it's got... I'm totally interested in that. Yes. <laughs> and it's a hard kombucha, which means that it has, it's alcoholic. Yeah, it's so 5%. It's like 5%. It's pretty Perfect. low, yeah, but... Yeah, um, no, we like that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> It works for this show. It's a session kabucha. <laughs> yes, sashibouche. Sashibouche. <laughs> yeah, sashibouche. Yes. So, yeah, we, we definitely would love to taste that. And then uh, we also have some knuckleballs that Cynthia from Home Run uh, Pizza down the street brought us to try, which is pizza dough all browned with, like, gooey cheese and bacon and pepperoni, and that's a perfect accompaniment for a beer. So, Yeah. So start pouring. That's the cue. Yeah. Start yeah, pouring. We are, we are so right. in. We're so. But while she's pouring, we can find out about Sean. What's going on Hi. with you? We haven't seen I him know. in a couple it's years. Been a little crazy. It's tradition to have Sean Paxton, the homebrew chef, on every year, a little bit before Thanksgiving, and to talk about you know gobble 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 drinking and cooking with beer, and he's probably the most famous chef in the world for um, cooking with beer. And very well respected. Uh, he's been doing actually. You were doing some stuff with Tucker Taylor from Kendall Jackson, literally too. Yeah, actually, I'm doing a pop up this Saturday uh, in Sonoma. For those of you who uh, want to try something different, um, we're actually uh, it's actually fun because I work working with Mike the Baker Zakowski, uh, who was on the, the U.S. baking team. Yeah. He won silver with the team uh, against Japan, and and he's also just a super cool guy but he is so knowledgeable about fermentation um his doughs and his his breads are just award-winning was he in monsters inc mike zakowski isn't that from monsters inc? uh it is kind of funny he does share the same name but uh he has two eyes not just one so um but in his uh, name or on his head <laughs> yeah. but what i think is great about mike is he's so knowledgeable with ancient grains Ooh. to really get back to the basics and then accelerating it to like a whole nother level um his crust for the pizzas what that we've been doing is like next level like, so what kind of like ancient grains so like spelt and so he's using spelt uh and a whole wheat um like a type 85 and then he has a special culture that he uses um and a little bit of salt and it's just 
I mean, it's next level. Um, it's almost like toast, like when it comes out of the mm. toaster, the and that's the crust. And then we try to use as much local organic ingredients. So we're actually working with four different farmers. So Tucker from uh, Kendall Jackson, their um, farm, the farm. So, but he's on the culinary side. So it's actually really cool because. Tucker is, I mean, he's helped with the French Laundry Gardens. I mean, I don't think enough people know what Tucker does, but he really highlights ingredients that I think a lot of people would never know about if he didn't grow them. He's the most so, Instagrammed um, yeah, uh, like, gardener on, on Instagram. Did you know yeah. that? So is you should, really? Yeah. So you wow. should totally follow him. He does like a daily blossom, he and he just does he some amazing stuff. Gardener. And he's also just a super cool dude. Yeah. And so I have some of his produce in the back of my car. I feel very fortunate to use that on the pizza. You have produce in oh. the back of your car? Did you bring some in? Uh, I did not because uh, <laughs> we need it for uh, this wonderful this event. So, yes. But it should be fun. Yeah, be cool. All right. Lauren has fulfilled her duty and has poured a beverage. Yes. Tell Cheers. us what we are tasting. You're trying alligator teeth. So this is a pale Cheers. ale that we do. Um, you know, we, uh, we read Scott Janish's book on, uh, the new IPA. So we use a lot of Bravo and Idaho seven. I was going to say, I I smell Bravo. Yeah, yeah, we sure do. It pretty much is a baseline for most of the things that we create. Um, and then on this one specifically, we have, uh, Citra and Waimea as your dry hop. So. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Good attenuation too. Yeah. Makes those pops, the hops pop. So um, tell the us hop. about um, Mindscape Fermentation. So what, do you, what can people expect when they go there? Like, are, are, Do you have like a, a restaurant? or? Yeah, I'm, I'm on your website, and I'm finding it tough to, to find out if you've got it like a tap room or something like that. It's a hybrid, honestly. Like, We wanted to create a space that people just felt really comfortable coming into. So we, uh, we allow outside food if you don't want to bring something, you know, if you don't want to order something from us. Originally, this place was zone retail, and none of us have experience in food, but... Um, it's something we really would, you know, are enjoying doing. We have paninis and charcuterie boards, and most of the things are fermented, you know, on some level, whether it be bread or, or the meats are cured, you know, or we do, like, tr- local chutneys, things with local fruits there. Um, we also have kimchi. My, my business partner, Charlotte Craw, is she's great at that. So That's uh, one of my favorite things in the world. Kimchi? Yeah. kimchi. Oh. You like it super oh, yeah. spicy or... I like all of it. I like it really old and funky. I like it fresh. <laughs> I like it with fish sauce. I like it without. I like it heavy on the garlic. I like it heavy on the spice. She, uh, she Gochujaru. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I mm. was wondering how you pronou- pronounce that. Mm. You know, she always tries to, to, you know, to tell me, and I'm like, what? But um, What'd you call me? <laughs> um, she uses no fish sauce because she has an allergy. Yeah. Oh, she got so this beer, though, is fantastic. What do you think, Harry? I'm enjoying it. The, uh, and you said it makes the hops pop, but not excessively. No, this it's is not balanced. a super hop. It's actually it's a beer. very balanced yeah. pale ale. And I also like it, too, because you use the Bravo right in that sweet spot because it can go on the onion, garlic side. But it really, with the citra there and that other hop that I can't. Waimea. Well, it's an exchange. Um, is that a Hawaiian hop? That sounds like a Hawaiian hop. Whereas a New it's Zealand, it probably has a lot of tropical flavors, right? Yeah, yeah. it is a little more tropically for yeah. sure. It's really good because it has just a nice. Um, it's real rounded. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. So again, if people come to visit you in Rockland, mm-hmm. what will they see? 
so they'll see a hybrid between a tap room and, and, a, and a very low-key restaurant. Um, you know, we, like I was saying, we, we allow outside food. People bring in food all the time. Uh, but we also, if you're hungry and you want something small, you could get something like seasoned almonds, or you could also do like an entire charcuterie board or a panini. Um, so there's, there's a, a variety. Are you selling like the kimchi and the mm-hmm. sauerkrauts there or are they going on, you know, both. foods there? Yep. Both. Or, are you doing them in jars also for people to take away? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So you next know, you, time, please bring kimchi everything you can <laughs> well i'm i'm perplexed by the idea of kimchi on tap oh well, that's pretty hard you have to really crank up the psi you have to just like push that stuff out it looks like noodles but um no we, we yeah we just bring it in like a little a little ramekin if you're going to eat it in house and then we jar it up if, if people want it to go and the beverages that are available a wide variety um because we are so we're a type 23 with a bona fide eating space. That's kind of our license. Uh, and, uh, smart. Thank you. Yeah. And so because of that, we we can also do collaborations with breweries. We have one with Moxa coming up. Um, and so we will do this collaboration and then buy from them and bring it back in-house, which makes up probably about 10% of our tap list. But it also is really cool because it extends our tap list. So we have stuff like cider, kombucha, seltzer, um, beer, co- some collaborative beers. We did one with Monk Cellar. We did a Saison uh, with hibiscus, and we took about a barrel of that out, and that's currently at, at Monk Cellar that we're – we got dregs from uh, Flatlands that we inoculated – um, so that's going to be got really. Dregs from Hopland. What, what did you say? Dregs. Dregs. Okay. I mean, geek alert. So that's Let's the talk. yeah. Dregs, not drugs. Yes. Should be a t-shirt. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Just say no. Yeah. Just say yes. Just say yes. Dregs, so not drugs. Yes, yeah. yes to dregs. So we're geek oh, alert. Oh, that's funny. So we have people like all over, like uh, are in their cars, unfortunately stuck in traffic because we just saw that as like, that's why I did my little, you know, around the back roads to get here. Um, so. That are hearing right now, and I'm sorry, you guys. You might be a little jealous. We're having knuckleballs and beer um, while you're stuck in traffic, but and I'm supposed to talk about but drugs. Somebody should do it. <laughs> or drugs. Drugs. Right? Spo- yeah, drugs. So do you free base that. that or? Oh, stop you, it. you do. I, I mean, you just have to crack open a bottle. You know, you drink it, and then the last little bit, you you pour into something else to grow it up. That's how you you deal with those drugs. Continuing with the drive brew, haha, brought to you by the Russian River Brewery. And the Victory House at Poppy Bank Epicenter. Our guests today, Lauren Price of Mindscape Fermentations of Rockland, California. And Sean Paxton, better known as the homebrew chef. So <laughs> now it is time to talk turkey. It is gobble, that gobble. time of year again. I tell you. Do you still have the number one uh, turkey recipe I haven't Google? actually checked uh, this year yet. But uh, if you love turkey and sadly you're used to a dry turkey, I highly, highly recommend you check out my website, homebrewchef.com, and I have several recipes on how to make a beer brine turkey. So using beer, using salt, using some sugar, using some aromatics like onion, celery, garlic, and then depending, I have probably 15 different beer brine turkey recipes, so all different cultures styles approaches to what was Thanksgiving. your first style of beer you used for brining turkey i believe it was a brown ale and sadly those are really hard to find nowadays so <laughs> I, um, love brown ales. I i do too and actually the melanoidin malts that create those dark rich lovely textures in a beer work d- directly with a turkey because when you roast a turkey or you sear a, a steak you're creating the melanoidin 
which mm-hmm. is like caramelized onions, roasted garlic. It's all in the same family. And so you're creating a flavor by actually osmosis for it to go into the turkey so it's already there before you roast it and then it just gets better and then because of the salt and the beer it's actually going into the meat so it doesn't actually dry out as quickly so you can actually overcook your bird and it'll still actually be dry or i mean sorry wet so yeah. it won't be dry Moist. so <laughs> kind of the whole idea the whole i was purpose. trying not to yes. use that word but you know <laughs> but this is word. what's great is is that it's rethinking your whole turkey and by adding an extra day of prep but it actually makes it easier because you just take it out you can let it sit as ovens warming up or not and throw it in the oven and you actually will have a better turkey and that's been my biggest goal is to have people have better food beer makes everything better i agree Almost everything. And but do you yes. serve the beer? Like, so just like with wines, when you cook with wine, you know, you cook with wine that you would drink and you drink the wine that you would have been cooking with. Do you do the same thing with the beer? That you- it depends. Um, there's a lot of different approaches. Definitely or it works. Or multiple beers. <laughs> I mean, I actually like um, two or three different things because the juxtaposition of sour, sweet, malty, bitter. I mean, you can go so many different directions on beer. And depending on what your sides are, your gravy, like I have a wonderful wild mushroom gravy with, uh, made with a doppelbock that really Ooh. just accentuates all that earthy umami. Um, <laughs> Doppelbock's like a German style Oh, beer. it is. Nice. And it's just, Beautiful. again, a beer that's hard to find here in the States. But mm-hmm. if you do, I mean, that's the first beer that I ever brewed um, on my own. And uh, it just has that little place in my heart. What about some beer styles that are easy for us to get? Like if you were going, if you were walking into like an Oliver's or Safeway or something like or that. Or say Bottle Barn. Yeah, yeah Bottle Barn. And Bottle Barn is a great choice. You know, Lagunese or Sierra or, you know. Um, well, like Little Something Something. That's yeah. a wonderful food, very food-friendly beer. Okay. Um, Anchor Steam, just, you know, it's a very balanced beer. I mean, all the beers from Russian River are exquisite. I mean, they're all very food-friendly. Um, I haven't had a beer from Vinny that is not food friendly yeah, on we one were side or another there having wings and beers um fantastic but, you know i look at uh brian hunt over at moonlight you know his beers he actually uses a lot of culinary ingredients in his beers so i think especially from their flavor their attenuation everything else they're really food friendly but this is where i think it's fun for you as i mean i can suggest things but what you're serving and for you to like step and think about okay this has this flavors this has this flavors this has this flavors what will complement those and that's i think the next level of trying to like rethink your your pairing approach but also your food approach and what you're serving because everybody's thanksgiving is a little different but that's what i love about it so what about with like pie like like it's like pumpkin pie oh pumpkin pie oh man well you can easily do a pumpkin beer but i like like a saison that's kind of like a little dry um you could do something uh malty because i think like a maple porter or a oatmeal stout because again you're getting that juxtaposition um a little bit more bitterness a little bit more like anderson valley barney flats oh that's that's one of my favorites i used to make a hot sauce with that so it's it's a delicious delicious beer it's a mole actually so yeah sean i'm a contrarian so i want to know in all of your years of experimentation (laughs) and cooking have you found a style of beer that doesn't work in cooking you have to be careful with hops so any beer that's super, super hoppy and you're going to cook it for a long time, that's a 
recipe for disaster. So no triple IPA is a double IPA. Well, this is the thing. Most IPAs are actually best fresh, non-cooked. And so I actually have ceviche recipes where you cook the fish in like lemon, lime juice, orange juice, tangerine juice. And then you can actually pair a beer, especially with all the delicious, juicy, fruity, citrusy hops that are out there. And you pour it on at the very end and therefore it's just ridiculous but <laughs> hoppy hoppy beers should not be cooked unless you're adding a lot of extra sugar because in the brewing process which i'm sure lauren knows is it's all about balance and when you're adding all these hops those hop oils don't disappear they actually intensify the beer and the alcohol you know the water if you will evaporates but it makes it stronger richer and usually harsher on the heavier hop beers so when I was doing the Sonoma State class, you did a salad dressing, I believe, with an IPA yep. that was absolutely incredible and and like really fresh tasting like for the salad. Bear Republic Racer Five, where it has some of that orange tangerine undertones, and then you could add some shallots and a little bit more orange juice or orange zest and a little olive oil, and you have just an amazing vinaigrette that just pops. Do you pops. skip the vinegar, or do you still put the vinegar in? Uh, it depends. Um, you could put a little bit of malt vinegar if you, if it needs it, but beer is actually like in the 3%, 3, 2, 3, 6, depending on the brewery and the beer. Mm-hmm. So you can actually use that as a way to get the acid in your salad dressing. You can actually add some tangerine juice or some orange juice to it as well just to round it out and, you know. Sounds good. Beef up those flavors. So So for folks looking for a new recipe for this Thanksgiving's holiday turkey, where can they go? Homebrewchef.com. And I have a whole Thanksgiving section. And uh, you can look up turkey. You can do it all by ingredients. It's actually an online cookbook. It has over 600 different recipes. And one of the things that's really fun about my website is that if it is an online cookbook, I really wanted it to be something where you can go in and... I hate it when you see a recipe that's for four people. Well, if you're feeding nine people, you can actually scale all my recipes, either U.S. or metric, in eight people, 12 people, 200 people. And actually, that's what I use for a lot of my big dinners where I've done recipes for like 2,000 people. And I've had You must have a large dining room. (laughs) Well... It can get kind of cavernous every once in a while, but uh, but no, it's I've been I've catered all over the world, and it's a real joy, and it's been a lot of fun. You were in a movie. I was in a movie. I've been in cookbooks. Actually, the new. But tell us about the movie then. Uh, Beers of Joy. Um, it was real fun. I was actually a producer on the film, and we went all the way. Actually, speaking of Thanksgiving, we went to Plymouth Rock and Plymouth Plantation, which is where the Mayflower landed, and we actually did a whole recreation of like a beer dinner back in that time and all the people that work there are in character like to the point where you might not even understand what they're saying because the language and everything else and they're all fully in character like the whole time so to actually do a dinner there and to do it basically on the hearth with like you know their copper pots and i mean it was just it was a blast and so we do this whole journey going backwards we work with john townsend from I mean, it was just, it was a blast. And again, the title? Beers of Joy. And it's available where? Uh, Pretty much anywhere online streaming you have. Um, It was on Netflix. It was on Amazon Prime. Um, There was 11 different, you know, streaming services that all had it. um, But But it's it's available for streaming. Oh, yeah. Our guest, Sean Paxton, better known as the Homebrew Chef. 
And Lauren Price, the co-owner and brewer of Mindscape Fermentations. Their website, by the way, is mindscape-fermentations.com. And we're going to talk kombucha. 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 First of all, I'm pretty much an idiot when it comes to kombucha. Tell me what it is. I mean, roundabout, it's a fermented tea. But there's a key component, which is called a SCOBY, and that's a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. And so... Um, a lot of people think it's a mushroom or, I don't know, a floating blob or something <laughs> crazy like that. But essentially it's a yeast that, a yeast and bacteria that work together harmoniously. And so the yeast will eat up the sugars and create alcohol and the bacteria kind of goes behind it and scoops up the alcohol and creates acetic acid. And you you work for the harmony in that space. So um, and That what, actually makes it really good for you too. Exactly. Yeah. Because people don't understand how that works in your biome and everything else. And there's billions and days. billions of active critters in each glass. And critters. so it's actually really good for you. It's um, super, yeah, super good for you. I wish more people actually learned about it because it's, I think, I mean, I drink it all the time. It's, I'm kind of hooked. And I wish I could get this at my local store I wish because all the kombucha this is like really, <laughs> really good. <laughs> Thank you. Some so of them what are so vinegary. Are we tasting right now? Uh, you're tasting Gypsy Games, which is the new kombucha. Gypsy that, Games. Yeah. Nice name. Gypsy Games. Thanks. We were, we were kind of playing around with the cotton candy, right? So we wanted to make that, that kombucha look like cotton candy. We use prickly pear. Uh, prickly pear makes a beautiful pink color from when, the cactus. Okay. From the cactus. Yeah, a hue. Exactly. And um, that's it's also got pineapple and uh, cotton candy grapes. So. Now, this is really, like, out of all the hard, like, versions I've had of this, like, this is up there. Like, Fantastic. i got to tell you, like, congratulations. You know, I've this had really kombucha. Good. Thank you. I appreciate past, that. And it's never appealed to me. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Why no, am I enjoying this? You know, uh, just like anything else, the culture that you start with is really important. So if you have a culture that... You know, People don't, you know, I mean, essentially your SCOBY, that symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast, uh, that can change based on environmental conditions. So we, and is this a black tea? No, we actually use a white peony and a gunpowder green. Okay, interesting. We, uh, we thought, honestly, that that would lay a very easy foundation to layer on. Yeah. Um, where black tea is a little bit hard sometimes, Volcanic. you know. Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to be able to have a baseline that we could play with pretty much anything or everything. So this is mm. on tap. So if you went to Mindscape Fermentations to your tap room um, out in Rockland, California, mm. since we have people probably joining in now who are just getting off work and in the car, uh, you would actually be able to get this on tap. Absolutely. You'd be able to get a beer on top, a cider on top. What was the ABV of the uh, first thing we tasted? The beer. The yeah. Paleo. The beer the paleo, is yeah. 5.8, and then the kombucha is 5%. Okay. So it's not high in alcohol, but it's in, no. it's in the mid-range. Yeah, it's the, it's the play zone, you know, yeah. where you're not like one and done. play zone. Wow. <laughs> Although it's sneaky, though, because, like, it doesn't even, like, the kombucha does you don't you're not tasting any alcohol. No, you're, you're yeah, tasting zero. No. The actually flavors kind are of scary sweet. how smooth that is. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's <laughs> cotton candy in a good grapes. way. This could be dangerous. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. But Thank at least you. it's good for you. So this is healthy. <laughs> so I should drink more of it is what you're saying. I every day. I could drink this I, I could drink this every day. And actually, you know, everybody's always talking about gut health and you know, which is really, 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 really important. It, it truly is. Uh, and the microbiome this is actually good for your gut so i don't know about these these knuckleballs good for your gut but they sure do taste darn good <laughs> joe's liking his third one there second okay that is kind of good good for your gut right being yeah. happy yeah 
Being so. happy matters. So yeah. Do you yeah. ever have any live events at the tap room? We're uh, we're starting to do stuff like that. You know, we're looking to probably have some bands in soon, or like we're still a pretty small venue. It's twenty four oh five is the square footage there, so it's still pretty compact. But um, maybe some like acoustic stuff, I think, is definitely on on the forefront for us. We've had cooking classes, or, or not cooking? I shouldn't say cooking class classes, since you're doing fermentation classes. fermentation classes with kimchi and sauerkraut classes and on things culture. like that. Culture. culture. We I'm all need a little culture, culture in our life. <laughs> um, we just actually had a sound, sound bowl class, which is really rad. Oh, yeah. Sound bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sound yeah. bowl like the, like the chili No, sauce? no, no. Uh, oh. Sound bowls. Like as in, oh, sound um, bowls. Yeah. Playing a little bit more into meditation and like har- harmony oh. with like mind, body, and spirit. Um, so we uh, we had our friend Michelle come in and she did a really wonderful job. And um, everybody just, like, we cleared out the tables and did a, sa- a sound bath, you know. Mm-hmm. She actually played to the tanks for us. So one of our fermentations was lagging a little bit and it just like k- kicked off and actually wouldn't stop. So there's some weird validity <laughs> to all that you stuff. Know, you know, we had Soundscape Brewing who plays music and different kinds of music for all of her barrels and tanks. Vinny used to play Venetia. Tool for a lot of his beers. <laughs> he was, was playing awesome. Tool today. Yeah. I love Tool. Yeah, me too. Yeah. How oh. can you not love Tool? Well, I mean, and their wine's great, too. You need to go back over Hello. and do the um, the guided self, the self-guided self tour over Russian River and check out like everything that they're doing over there, maybe after... Um, after the show, we actually met the the girl from Soundscape. Um, she because yeah, our name was so similar. Um, our I think she was running through the same attorney we were when you know <laughs> doing LLCs and stuff and, and and branding. And so she reached out to us and was like, "Hey, we you know we have similar names. We were wondering if you were cool with us moving forward with this concept." And we were like, "Absolutely! Like, come cl- connect with us. This is kind of what this industry is about: is collaboration and connection, not trying to find." Ways to um, Monopolize. delineate, yeah, or you know, like, oh, you're, you know, so this is mine. <laughs> we were just talking earlier about why you got into this business and and started your brewery, and there were some interesting things that that you had that had brought up about with also both with a conclusion, etc., but also about um, fermentation. Like we were talking about, like I mean, it's everything. It's like it's how it's, it's actually partially how civilization has gotten this far is preserve, you know, preserving foods and. And, and drinks. Pre-refrigeration. Yeah, and like also everything, water. You know, yeah. water used to, you, it was safer to drink, you know, like fermented beer, you know, beer yeah. or something like that they than water. They never put that, let's boil. No, let's not boil. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, to ferment technically means to boil, right? So those that ferment are the keepers of the hot, you know, of the cold flame, which is kind of a cool, cool way. And, and that, that, you know, goes down into like some old alchemy where oh, yeah. where you're, I mean, you're taking the ancient the arts. Brew. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. Right. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of your right to transform your food into something that's absolutely wonderful and wonderful for your body and your microbiome, as you've as you've spoken about before. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just it's a way to unite too. like it transcends um, origins and lines. And so, you know, maybe you're you're fermenting sauerkraut in Germany or you've got kimchi and, you know, in Korea or or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so you've got these these things or or maybe you're doing beer or kombucha. It's just a way to unite people and things. And and we want to we want a house of many cultures, so to speak. You know, we want to bring many people in and and have something not not something for everybody that I mean, that's kind of like a, a it's too too much of a pipe dream, but more or less to to touch on something you know that that might interest everybody. Lauren, where can folks find these various beverages and products? Um, as of right now, we we pretty much only are in six accounts in the Sacramento area. Uh, we kind of wanted to slow roll that, but 
uh, our, our location and then six in the surrounding areas. Did you want me to actually? Sure, throw the names out. Uh, so Final Gravity, and then there's also Infusion, Gander. Um, there's uh, Pizza Luba, um, The Station, and uh, Cap Tap. And I think we might be extending ourselves into the Urban Roots collection. I love Urban Roots. Yep. How did they find, how did they find you Hoey. online? Our Instagram is mindscape-fermentations. Um, or Mindscape Fermentations, and then our website is mindscape-fermentations.com. So those are pretty much the two ways to find us online. We, I think we might still have some merch online, but outside of that, it, most of our our um, libations are going to be you know, in those locations and in ours. All right. And, Sean, let's remind our listeners how folks can check out your website and get all those recipes. Good old homebrewchef.com. Lauren Price, co-owner and brewer of Mindscape Fermentations in Rockland, California. Mindscape-fermentations.com for more information. Sean Paxton, the homebrew chef, filling us in on all of the (laughs) wonderful things you can do with beer and cooking, and in particular, turkey. Thanks for being our guest on The Brew Hub. Thanks, you guys. Thanks Thanks for for having us. us. Yeah.